Blog Talk Radio. Question. 
Have you ever been looking for love, looking for a job, or just looking for anything? And it's been taking so long that you're about to take matters into your own hands. That's the time that many people would tell you that you need to trust and wait on God. See, that's easy for someone to say when they ain't the one that's waiting. But see, in your waiting period, it's not a time of you just sitting doing nothing, complaining, or even just being impatient. It's an opportunity for God's character and your character to be revealed. So on today's show, we have a very special guest, not just a relative, but a great friend of mine and also one of the educators of our church, Mr. Landolph Washington will be here to talk to us about what to do when you're waiting on God, the benefits of relying on him, but also the consequences of trying to take matters into your own hands, and much more in the episode called, Why is God Taking So Long? So without further moment ado, we're going to welcome our very own Mr. Landolph Washington, let me get the volume up for everyone to hear. Okay, Mr. Landolph Washington, can you hear me? Yes. Good evening. Good good evening. Good evening. I want to check uh, for those who are on Facebook. Can y'all hear me? Those that are on Facebook Live may hear an echo, may hear an echo, but I want to make sure that you all are able to hear the speaker. Okay. Someone replied to me. Let me know if you are able to hear me. Okay. Okay, I think everybody can hear me. Okay. How are you doing today, sir? I'm great, and thanks for asking. Good, good. I'm I'm very honored that you're all able to come and join us on the show. I want to make sure that we give you ample enough time for you to be able to really just give us some nuggets because I know a lot of people, they really, really, um, I think this is a very good topic that a lot of us may be very curious about, may not want to just come out and just say it in church, but we really, I'll say it like this. Some of us are just waiting, and we're tired of waiting. So can you please talk to us and just jump on in? Is there okay, anything? First... Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, first, give an honor to God, our Father and Lord, the Savior Jesus Christ. And as you said, we give a shout-out to our pastor, the Honorable Otis Logan, uh, at True Believer Four Gospel Tabernacle Church. And indeed, we're always happy uh, to come and be a part of the show and to uh, share some of the wisdom and knowledge that we have received uh, through this journey of uh, being saved and being a believer in Jesus Christ. And we face this a lot of different things uh, in our lives. And some of what we'll be talking about tonight is from some of this from my own personal experience, okay? This is not what I've heard or what somebody told me. So I will share some in parts of some of the uh, things that because I believe in finding biblical answers and biblical meanings uh, to uh, things that I experience in life or things that happen or that other believers are facing in life. And so I believe in referring to the scriptures to find answers and solutions, okay? And so, yeah, one of the things is is a lot of times we hear in the church and believers say, well, I'm waiting on the Lord. And the question is, how many of us really know what it means to wait on God? Hmm. And as you were saying early, is that, you know, uh, waiting on God, uh, it could be a very hard thing to do. It is it's not e- simple, and it's not easy. Uh, this came about, you and I was talking uh, two weeks ago, and it was then at that point that, uh, God helped me to realize something that 
uh, he had uh, spoken to me. And at the time, I was a little disappointed uh, <laughs> about uh, God's decision and what route he wanted me to take. And uh, so uh, a lot of times for some of us waiting on God, it's not a short term. For some of us, it could be years. And the thing is, is that when we don't hear God during that time of waiting, you know, what does that mean? You know, uh, what is God trying to say to me? And we have to ask ourselves, why is God asking us to wait? Okay. And so uh, this stirred up that uh, in me, and it brought some meaning and some clarity to what God had asked me to do and to wait in. Uh, so uh, it brought about a lot of understanding about it. And there are some things now that I'm still, uh, God has me waiting and stuff. But I'm sure with a lot of the listeners out there, there are things that they are waiting on God for, uh, like you said. Some people are looking for love, and they want to know why it's taking God so long. Uh, maybe a job, uh, any number of things that uh, – what it is that God wants them to do. Uh, there are so many things that we have questions, and uh, we may go to God, and God is having us to wait. And when it seems as though it's taking so long because we're living in a time that we want everything instant. I mean, now is now you can go to the store and just about get anything instant for cooking. Uh, 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 I like to call it a microwave society. We just want to pop the question in and get the answer, the answer pop right back to us and we're happy and we're satisfied and we're going on with our lives. But it just doesn't work that way. And so uh, so that's why uh, when you asked me about doing this, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I, we can do this, okay? And so uh, so that's why we're here tonight and just we want to be able to encourage and help others uh, uh who are going through this or may be getting ready to go through this because it's something that you may be asking of God to bring you some mm-hmm. clarity and, and some direction and things, you know. And so uh, I'm just excited being here and stuff. And I'll say this, and then we'll go on. Uh, uh, once again, the enemy tried to throw a, a monkey wrench into this because I got home and I had been here like several hours. And then all of a sudden I said, uh, let me get my phone. So just in case you call early, well, I couldn't find my phone. We searched the house. We searched the vehicle. We called the phone, and we couldn't hear it. We couldn't find it. And used on Sunday, it's on vibrator, and I, we couldn't hear it or anything. And so my wife suggested, say, why don't you go back to the church? You probably left it at the church. So at 4 o'clock, I went back to the church, and I found the phone at church. And so... Uh, I got back here at 5 o'clock, so I was like, oh, thank God there was no call because I was going to ask you about sending me the number to call, and so you hmm. texted me the number and things, so I was glad that that worked out. And for a while, I was just praying to God, God, where's that phone? What did I lose? Did I lose that phone? Where was it? So uh, this shows me this is something that the enemy doesn't want to get out, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, you know, what I'm going to do, I'm going to kind of set up so that way it won't be too much of an echo to those who are listening. Okay. But, um, mm-hmm. but, but you know, it's funny how sometimes that let us know that we're doing the right thing. You know, when there's yes. obstacles, when there's mm-hmm. some type of hindrance, and mm-hmm. able to recognize if it's a hindrance from the devil or mm-hmm. if it's something that God is telling us we're going in the wrong direction. So we do mm-hmm. know that that was something that the devil was playing and not God playing. God has already ordained. So I really thank God for you being able to uh, come on and just give us some uh, wisdom pertaining to this. Now, can you go ahead and tell us what is waiting and what is uh, waiting on God? Okay. Now, in the Old Testament, waiting was basically it was for the Lord's or providential care. Now, in the New Testament, it used to relate to Christ's second coming. But in all the cases, uh, waiting is about expectance and hope. Okay. So that's the main thing, expectance and hope. Now, from them being able to wait is just trusting God's characters and God's goodness. 
Now, wait on God is sometimes, uh, it's, it's only something that the godly can do. Now, a person who does not believe in God, he does not try to wait on God or seek God. So waiting is also, it's about holding on tight, hoping with expectations and trust. Now, just to see how long we can, and see, God doesn't do this just to make us wait, nor does he do this to just see how long we can take it. Now, there are times uh, we wonder why he seems to uh, be so reluctant to intervene in some of our affairs in life. Uh, in Psalms uh, 69:3, he says, I am worn out calling for help. My throat is my eyes fail looking for my God. But we know that the Lord, we trust that he will come at the perfect moment. See, we don't want God. God will never come when we want him. But he's always going to come at the perfect time and the perfect moment. Now, he doesn't come before or after. Okay? So that's something we have to understand while we're waiting. That God does not do this just to see how long we can take it. Now, waiting on God necessitates two key elements. Now, one of those is a complete dependency on God and a willingness to allow him to decide the terms. Now, that's, that's something that is hard for us because we won't always dictate the terms. No, will God be willing to let God dictate the terms, including the timing of his plan? Now, trusting God with the timing of events is one of the hardest, like I said, things to do. Sometimes we pray a half-hearted prayer like, Lord, I need you right now. It's not for God to remove from us. It's not for from us to be removed from God in making little prayers like this. God, uh, with the timing of the event, uh, like I said, it's very hard for us to do that. Now, trust of how we often approach the matter of spiritual growth and the Lord's will. Now, to wait on the Lord produces character. Now, that's one of the main reasons we've got to understand why God tells us to wait. Because, see, there's something wrong with our character. So God now got to build our character. And so until he builds our character, then God is never going to move. Because if we resist the waiting and God developing our character, what happens then is that we won't get growth. And so to wait on the God produce characters in the life of the believer in that it involves patience. And you see, in the Bible, we find that the Bible tells us the character that God wants to develop in us. And we find that in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. And in the King James Version, it uses, uh, it says, but the fruit. Now, notice that. Now, all the time I hear people when they quote that, they put an S on that word fruit. No, that word is singular. The word fruit there simply means the Holy Spirit produces these things in the life of the believer. It produces love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Now, there's one word there that is key that we want to bring out here that God is often trying to develop in our character when he's telling us wait. And the King James used the word long-suffering. In the NASB and uh, the NIV and the New Living Translation, it used the word patient. Now, that's something that a lot of us lack, and that is patience. Now, a lot of people may say, I have patience, but they are basically using the definition of Western of what patient is. But we have to understand what godly patient is. It means to bearing up or suffering a long time. It speaks of perseverance, being constant, and enduring. So this is a part of waiting. It's developing this particular character in us. 
and that is patience. Because a lot of us like patience, okay? And so the word wait in the Bible carries the ideal of confidence, expectation, and hope. For God alone, my soul wait in silence. My hope is for him. We see that in Psalm 62, verse 1 and 5 in the English Standard Version of the Bible. Now, to wait upon the Lord is to expect something from him in godly hope. And hope does not disappoint us, according to Romans 5 and 5. Now, we wait on the Lord in a way similar to how we may wait for the arrival of an out-of-town relative. And, you know, it builds up the expectation. We just cannot wait till they come and see them. And so this is what the way it's the anticipation of seeing those individuals again. Now, Romans 8 and 19 says that all the creation eagerly wait God's restoration. The creation wait in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Those who wait for God to keep his promise will not be disappointed. So when God has promised us something, then we're going to have to realize we're going to have to wait for it. So we've got to have expectation and we've got to have hope. And so that's what the word uh, hope means. I mean, the word wait means in the Bible. Now, waiting on God also involves being at rest. See, we can't be, we can't be anxious. We can't be worried. We can't have anxiety when we're waiting on God. See, Psalm 23 makes this very clear to us. The psalmist says that the shepherd, the good shepherd, leads the sheep by still water. See, a sheep is restless and uncomfortable around rushing waters. But when a sheep is around still water, it is at peace. It still is at rest. And so when we're waiting on God, we must learn how to be still. In other words, the word he makes me to lie down can be translated, he calls me to rest. So when we, like sheep, are still, we are resting in the Lord and trusting our shepherd. And so two key words that we need to understand, patience and waiting. And so, therefore, we have to understand that we have to become still. We have to be at rest while we're waiting on the Lord. Now, being still means that we have to cease from following our own agenda, our own ingenuity. We got to stop trusting in on our strength and willpower. We have to wait upon the Lord to exchange our weakness for his strength, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. Now, Paul talks about having a thorn in his side. And so this was spiritual insight. Now, what we have to understand that this affliction that Paul had, whether we realize it or not, it was a gift to Paul. It was a protective suffering by God to keep him from sinning. And so as a result, the apostle is continuing to rest in God's grace. And God does not remove the thorn, but he gives Paul a place to be still in the bearing of it. And Paul learned to be still and wait on the Lord. So that's the same thing that we have to do. Sometimes God will allow a thorn in our flesh. And it is also designed as a protective measure to us as believers. And we've got to understand that it's a gift from God. I know that may be surprising for some of us to realize and and to hear that, but it is actually a gift that God has given us when we have, uh, may have a thorn in our side. And, you know, as I had told you that this comes out of some of my own experience, and I'll share this with you all so that you all understand where I'm coming from and how was able to gain this knowledge. Uh, some years ago, uh, God had spoke to me in a dream, and he made he showed it to me as though we were in the army and we were in a battle. 
and we was at the foot of a hill, and we had to go up and take that that hill. And so when the command was given to go take the hill, while well, I was ready and excited, just like, and I was ready to move out. And soon when the command was to move, I was moving just with it, and this commander stopped me, and he says, no, you can't go up the hill. And I said, why? I said, I'm ready to go, and I'm not afraid, and I'm willing to go. And he answered me. He said, you are. But he said, you can't go up with them. You're going to have to go around. So I was very disappointed. And so I go around the hill, and as I'm going around the hill, I got my head down, feeling all dejected and rejected and all that kind of stuff. And questioning myself, why? I can't go, but I'm ready to go. And walking around that, that hill with my head down, I saw this light that was on the ground. And it got me, my attention. And when I looked up, there was this officer in all white. And he had these beautiful ribbons on his chest. And the light just shined it from this face where I couldn't see it. And everything was just so brilliant. I mean, in a way, the light that I had never seen before. And he assured me that you're going to make it to the top, but you've got to go around. And so for some years, I had constantly been battling with that, and I was willing to do that and go around the hill and follow that. Now, one thing we got to understand about waiting on the Lord, we got to be obedient to whatever he tells us to do. But not only being obedient, but we got to be committed to the process. So it was later that I realized that this was a process that I had to go to. But I didn't understand what the process was and what was the purpose of the process. Well, just recently it came to me that to get a full understanding of what was happening. But during that time of the process of going around, I realized and I came to learn it was about the integrity of the ministry that God had given me. Now, what was it there that my character and the integrity of the ministry that was lacking? Well, what I found out was that I had had several relationships with young women. And in those relationships, and these were some of the most beautiful young women that anybody would ever want to meet. But there was something about me that when I felt that it was getting too close, petty reason to get into an argument with them and call the relationship off. And so that was brought back to me. And so what I had to do was, for the integrity of the ministry, was go back. Check this out, man. I had to go back and apologize to each one of them. And I said, wow. 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 <laughs> I said, you mean to tell me I got to go and apologize to them? I had to go back and apologize. So this now is I'm having to be obedient, and I'm having to be committed to the process. Now, it finally got done. Watch this. It took 10 years to do it, 10 years. And when I had got down to the last one, that was the one that was the most difficult for me because the one, I had set something in motion in that person's life that God had never intended to be set forth in that person's life. Now, we see example of that in the Bible. God had promised Abraham and Sarah there would be a child of promise from them. And so they got a little tired of God waiting because he took too long. And so Sarah figured that she had this great idea of getting this child of promise. And those of us who read the Bible and know the story, we know that she offered up her mate Hagar to him, and therefore they got the son Ishmael. Now, in my case, there was no child, but something I set into motion. Now, 
by them doing, trying to help God out. And let me tell you, God does not need your help. So if you're trying to help God out and you're waiting, I'm going to tell you, stop trying to help God out. And so by doing this, they cause trouble that is even existing up until now. So sometimes we can set things in motions in people's lives that God never intended, and it may be generational for them. And so I had to ask her forgiveness, then ask God's forgiveness. And so she accepted my apology. God forgave me. Now, God did that in his time, not my time. I kept asking God to set up the situation so that I couldn't meet them and there would be no hard feelings and that we get understanding and we get clarity. And so with each one of them, whenever I travel back to Natchez and I see them, they always have to see me and one thing that all of them basically told me was, you indeed are a real man. Came back and apologized. And most men won't do that. So I'm telling men, if there's somebody out there that you know that you have long in a relationship, and even women, uh, you need to go back and apologize to them. Set aside your pride and go back and apologize to those individuals because some of those people, you may have set some things in motion in life that God never intends to be set in their lives. And so, and that's why I said I can tell you from my own personal experience of having to wait on the Lord that I uh, went through some of these things. And uh, so, uh, uh, so waiting, we have to be very careful that we are trusting we're waiting on God. We're depending on God. We're expecting from him whatever it is that uh, God has us and the reason why God is having us to wait. And, you know, and sometimes in waiting on the Lord, God will back us up in a corner. We see like the children of Israel when they were backed up against the Red Sea. And Moses told them to uh told them that the Lord will fight for them and they only need to be still. They said that's a part of uh this waiting process is we learn we need to learn to be still, be at rest, according to Exodus fourteen and fourteen. And the reason why God does that is that uh he wants to show us his power, his purpose and his salvation, which is his deliverance. Because God will deliver us. Uh, from whatever it is that uh, he uh, had the reason why he had uh, to wait. And uh, so uh, uh, that's another thing that we have to do. And one thing that Pastor Logan always, uh, one of his favorite passage scriptures that he always, you know, says at the church, and of course you know that that's Matthew 6. And while we're waiting, we need to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so as we seek his kingdom and his righteousness, then what this does is we allow God to work out the rest of the details for us because, you know, uh, God has made promises to us, and God will fulfill his promises to us. First uh, John 5 and 5 tells us that if we ask anything according to his will, we know that God will grant us the petition of whatever it is that we have actually based according to our, his will. But in receiving those things, some of those times it, there will be a waiting period. Now, sometimes somebody may ask, well, how long do I have to wait? Well, let's look at uh, some of the Bible characters, just a couple of them. Uh, took Moses 40 years. Moses had a character issue. When he was young, he was very impetuous. Uh, he was brash, and we saw that led to him killing somebody. And so he had escaped for his life, and he went into the desert, and he stayed there 40 years. And during that 40-year period, see, that was his waiting period. God was getting him ready 
so that he can now be the one who uh, lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. Look at Joseph. Joseph's period of time took 13 years, spent 11 years in Potiphar's house, and two years in prison. And so waiting does not necessarily mean that things are going to happen away. And so we have to remember we got to have expectation. We got to have trust. But also a part of that is we got to learn to lean heavily on God during these times. And in these times, that means that a lot of people, let me say this, a lot of people think that waiting on God means that I sit back and I just wait to God do something. That's not waiting on God. I remember back in the late 90s, I think it was, when we used to have a uh, Sunday school. We used to have what was called the upper room ministry. And so what we did, we would go there and pray to God about needs for the church. And one statement that I would make to them every week was this here. Waiting on God is not time wasted. Okay? Waiting on God is not time wasted. Why is it not time wasted? It's because the fact is when we're waiting on God, the reason why we don't focus on what we're waiting on because we're finding kingdom work to do. If you're not finding kingdom work to do, you you will constantly focus on what you're waiting on God for. But as you find kingdom work to do, you no longer focus on the waiting because you're too occupied with the kingdom agenda and no longer your agenda. So remember this. Time waiting means that you're finding kingdom work to do. Once you complete something else, find ask God what else is it that he wants you to do. So the more you're involved in kingdom work, you're not focusing on what you're waiting for God to do. And so sometimes like in relationships, uh, and especially with women, they are looking for that soulmate. So they say, I'm waiting on God to send me my husband. But see, you can't be waiting on God sending you your husband when you're on dating sites. You can't be waiting on God when you're going on blind dates. Oh, my. See, oh, my. Yeah. Now, you, you, see, see, you can't do that. Because, see, notice this. Is that kingdom agenda? No. That's your agenda. See, waiting on God means you've got to give up your agenda and your timing. See, you know, I'm claiming my man right now, the Lord, I'm claiming that the Lord will send me a man, in my man, in, in a year's time. Oh, so you want to tell God what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And God will look at you and say, it's my way or no way. And it's going to always be God's way. Got to understand it, get that in our spirit. It's that God, as I said earlier, God controls the timing. Leave the details to God. Find kingdom work. How, whatever a part of that is, is and waiting is asking God, if you don't know what your gifts are, ask God to reveal to you what your gifts are and how he wants you to use those gifts in expanding the kingdom of God here on earth. I know that may not be something that some women want to hear. Same thing with me. Right, if you're right, waiting, right. You're looking for that wife, okay? Find kingdom work to do. Put it in God's hand. Find kingdom work to do. When you find kingdom work to do, you will not focus on it because before you know it, God will have her sitting right in front of you. Because why? You haven't been focusing on her. You're focusing on the kingdom agenda. Okay? And so that's one thing. Uh, 
best uh, we got to learn to 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 do is uh is to wait on uh in waiting on God is finding some kingdom work to do. Now another thing about waiting on God, we find in Isaiah forty and thirty one. He said, waiting on the Lord, renew our strength. Now, how is the strength is going to be renewed? While you're waiting, make sure you're spending time in prayer, in Bible study, and meditating on God's words. These are essential to waiting on the Lord. And we need to have a heart. Watch this here. Why do we need to do those things? It's because we need to have a heart to be responsive to the word of God and a focus on the things of heaven, and a patient rooted in our faith. See, we've got to have faith. See, how are we going to have, see, you got to have a history with God. So even though things are not working out, and it takes us so long, you've got to believe what God's word has said. You've got to have a history with God. And Having a history with God, you would always say, even though it has been five years since I told God and I asked God for a husband, and he hadn't showed up yet, but I got a history with God, and so therefore my faith tells me God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And because I know that, that's why I trust his word. That's why I stay in communication with him. Not always about the husband. No, about other things about me. See, a lot of us don't want to acknowledge that we have character flaws. Character flaws. And see, there's something maybe God needs to deal with a character that you have in order so that you can get the individual, he can bring the individual to you that he has for you. Because at right now, your character right now won't let the relationship last. Just like you brought out today about Pastor and Sister Logan, and we thank God for them and the example they have set for us in marriage and stuff and things. And like 60 years, that's a long time. And like you said, their success would not have happened for either one of them if they God hadn't put the two together. Right. And like you said, everything that they touch to success, it's a success. And so they got so much history with God that they can all they can tell you that even though that they may be waiting on God for something, they got so much history with God, they're not even concerned about it because you know what? It's going to happen. And so we got to have that same type of mentality when we are waiting on God to do things for us. I know out there some of us have been waiting a long time. See, God does not put a timetable on it. Whenever God does it, it's going to be the right time. You know, here's another thing about waiting. Is that waiting consists of anticipation. And it's just like the children get excited around Christmas. Why? They're anticipating, right? And so in their anticipation, when it comes and they get their gifts, they learn how to do what? Appreciate it. So as we wait, we must learn to anticipate. So without anticipating anything, then we won't appreciate it. I have a question for you now. Uh, Can you hear me pretty good? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, when we're waiting and we become frustrated, does that Mm -hmm. mean that we don't have any space? Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have faith. Now, let me also say this, something that God taught me years ago. You have faith, but you don't have the required faith 
of that situation. What has happened is you now begin to start initiating your agenda. And because your agenda isn't being met in your timing, therefore you become frustrated with God. And so when you become frustrated with God, guess what? You're going to do the Abraham and Sarah thing. You're going to do the thing that I did. You're going to do the thing that a lot of other believers have done. So our faith in God and making sure that that faith is developed to praying and the Bible studying and the meditation is going to be essential to keep you from becoming frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like that, like that. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm switching back and forth, so that way we mm-hmm. won't have feedback. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to pose a question. Uh, there's one okay. may have some questions on Facebook Live. But what I'm going to do okay. for a few minutes is go on the air. Mm-hmm. There are some that might be online who may have some questions. We're going to okay. go ahead and give them an opportunity to come on the air. Okay. Hello, welcome to Rick Name My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know I appreciate what you've been talking about, talking about with waiting and uh, about not trying to be anxious because I know I had a, <laughs> I still have uh, a problem from time to time about being anxious. I could give my testimony um, mm-hmm. up until uh, just about a couple of, a couple of years ago up for for years after my ex-husband and I divorced, um, mm-hmm. I rented a house and then I uh, moved in with my mother because I heard uh, a voice saying, oh, God's saying, mm-hmm. okay, I want you to start packing up because you're going to move soon. And I'm thinking in my mm-hmm. head, like for like maybe a, a couple of months, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like it was like another like two, three years. I had to live with my mother for like two, three years to love my mother. She, she and I have a great relationship. But mm-hmm. still, you know, you want your own space. So I'm like, Lord, when is this going to happen? It's like every time I look for a house, it seemed like something would fall through or I wouldn't get it. Somebody mm-hmm. smashed it up. So, yeah, that was that was a very trying time for me. Mm-hmm. So, or just, and then just about anything else, you know, something major like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, it truly does build your your patience. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you're, if you don't have it uh, in, the, in the beginning, uh, you know, or it, God will, will test you in that way. Yeah, and he will. He will make you, and he will make you wait because so mm-hmm. you can learn how to learn how to appreciate the things that you finally get blessed with. And I've I've had this house for the past two and a half years. Everything I asked for, he has provided. Right. So, yes. Yeah, so absolutely, waiting is is the best thing. It's just it's hard mm-hmm. to do because we're human. Right. And we want, as you say, we want things right now, but it doesn't yes. work that way yes. because right. That that is so true. You know. The King James Version used the word long-suffering. Now, in the Greek, those are two words with two meanings. And it means to, a lot of times people say, it means suffering long. And that's a good answer, but there's a better definition that it needed. And that simply makes up two words, which means long and temper. That's what long-suffering in the King James Version means, long temper. Okay? In other words, we got to get to the point that we don't become bothered and hot-tempered. So we've got to have a long temperament. And so, see, a lot of times that's what happens to us when God is not answering right away. Our temperament gets hot. And we're, <laughs> ready, we're tired of what's going on, and we're ready to do something now. And so that's what happens to us when we get anxiety. It's because... Absolutely. We're losing that patience. And so we'll have to be willing to put up with whatever is coming our way without some form of retaliating against having to wait. And so right. that's why God is working on our character, okay? <laughs> and sometimes that's a that's a hard thing to do because while you're waiting, it's like, okay, you say, why? Why is this taking so long? Well, he's building things up in you to help yes. you, to prepare you for whatever he's going to bless you with. Like I had to wait for a few years because why does mm-hmm. this take so long? Maybe because he felt that I was not mature enough or not uh, 
responsible enough yet to take care of a household. Not saying I couldn't, but it's just that he had to get everything prepared. So the mm-hmm. things that I was asking for that he would provide with. So it's just all about timing. And then, because if I had, right. trust me, there were, there were many other houses I, I wanted to, to get and I could have taken care of it, but there have been too many things for me to take care of first, like too many, uh, you know, things to fix within the house that I shouldn't have had to do. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have, I don't have that kind of skill. So he didn't want to bless me with something like that. It's like, no, that's just too much for you to handle. Now, if I had pursued that and constantly did that, you know, yeah, I would have ended up with a lemon. <laughs> and uh, yep. I've already dealt, I've already dealt with that before. But like I said, not to say that my mother wouldn't have helped me, but it, just, it would have ended up being too much and too much for mm-hmm. me to deal with. And just like, I wouldn't be able to enjoy my house as much. So, and but I'm, so, you know, everything, like I said, I, I just kept hearing a voice say, just wait. You just need to wait. Mm-hmm. And of mm-hmm. course, I'm like, why? <laughs> so it, yeah. it is, it's hard to do. <laughs> oh, it is. But it I, is. It is. But I, I appreciate what y'all, uh, what y'all do, what y'all preach, and uh, just teaching everybody about, you know, waiting on God's, you know, his His blessing. And it, sometimes it could be months, could be years. That's right. And I was like, I hope. And I sure as heck didn't want to feel like living with my mother till like I was like 50 because that, that, that wasn't going to happen. So fortunately, fortunately, that didn't happen. So I was, but I was, right. I'm very, very, very grateful for whatever, whatever God's blessed me with. It's, it's always been just wonderful. If you wait and you just sit, if you hear his voice to say, just, just hang on, just wait. Right. He means what he says. Just wait. That's right. That's right. And thank you for your testimony, also. Oh, absolutely. Blessings okay. to you. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, we thank God for that. Mm-hmm. That testimony, also, even the um, confession and words. Um, I'm moving the phone away from, but mm-hmm. uh, I want to say my testimony right quick. Um, a couple of years ago, I had uh, someone prophesied to me and tell me that I was going to be in a brand new car. Mm-hmm. And I automatically took that as, that means God wants me to get a car right now. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting a car that ended up causing more problems than anything. And come to find out, God did tell me I was going to get a car, mm-hmm. but it didn't mean right now. There you even go. right now, I am in a car. I've been in Mm-hmm. Cars, but because I got the word that I was going to get a car, that didn't mean that it was right now. So that was what right. I had to learn. But uh, we have a question that came on Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, a young lady said, I've been in the same situation for four years now, and I've been so frustrated. My question is, what am I doing wrong to where it's not changing? Is it lack of Whoa. Okay. Uh, sometimes it's our lack of faith. In other words, like I said, we don't have the required amount of faith for that situation. But as pertains to what we're talking about is that the God is have us in a waiting period. And sometimes in waiting, there can be frustration with certain things and with different things. It can be frustration on the job. Okay, but the thing is, is that if it's a job or a relationship, is is there a character flaw in me? It's easy to say other people, but when God has us in waiting, there's the flaw that's within us, and we have to look deep within ourselves and ask God and find out. What is the root of the issue of causing why God has got me in a waiting period, okay? And so uh, uh, without actually knowing any specific um, pertaining to what we're talking about, it's always, I've found always, and every time God has me to wait, that was a character issue that needs to be dealt with, okay? And so I just encourage you to to do the things that I said that is essential in waiting is Stay in consistent prayer with God. Study your word. Meditate on that word. And most of all, so important to is find kingdom work to do. Even for some of us as believers, that's an issue for us, is finding kingdom work to do. God has probably given you some skill sets that he wants you 
to use to expand his kingdom here on earth. And also, not just expand his kingdom on earth, but watch this here, as we talk about in the lesson today, is maybe there's some other believers that he needs you to talk to. We, can we, we've got to learn as believers to start how to get the right perspective. See, a lot of times we have the wrong perspective. We think success in life is possessions and finance. What matters most to God are souls. So this is what I would suggest to her and recommend is prayer with God. And ask God, is there some character flaw that's causing this situation? Reveal that to her. And what kingdom work is that he wants her to be involved in that maybe she's not involved in right now? Okay. Okay. Well, she she replied that one of them, I'm going to offer. Okay. Please feel free to give us a call even after the air, after we air, and uh, we get a chance to uh, talk to Jesus more. Um, okay. She did disclose the information on her situation. Okay. She's been okay. living without a home for four years. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So if you can give us a call after we get off yes. uh, after the inbox, so that way we can get a chance to. Uh, even right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm gonna do? I'm going to go to the line. To someone else on the line. See if they have an opportunity to speak. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? I am well. I am well. Just enjoying what you all are discussing tonight. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay, we got someone else. We have. Special guest on, look like they're coming up on the line. We'll get them an opportunity to say something if they like. Mm-hmm. Hello, welcome to Rick Nat Heart Podcast. You're on the air with Brother Prater and the very own Landolph Washington. How you doing today? Hello, are you there? Okay. I'm not going to take it. What I'm going to do uh, is see if I can get this time. And we have a few more minutes until we uh, end the show. But, um, Brother Washington, just in case those who may be listening, they said they're waiting and uh, in the process of them waiting, uh, mm-hmm. is there any other things that uh, we may not be able to have, uh, discuss that you would like to just? Okay, let me say this. I'm I'm, I'm going to try to do this real fast. There are five reasons why God makes us wait, okay? Waiting reveals our true motives, okay? What is our motives? Two, waiting builds patience in our lives, as I stated earlier. And I also say that waiting builds anticipation. And waiting transforms our character. And waiting builds up intimacy and dependency upon God. Now, let me say this too real fast as we close this out. It's this here. Is that what are the benefits of us waiting? Isaiah 40 and 31 explains these things to us. First, it renews our strength. That means mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, and socially. Two, it, we, it mounts us up. This deals with our capacity and our energy. With wings. Three, uh, the ability to run with our visions and purpose uh, for life. Four, no weirdness but more vitality in the pursuit of your destiny. Five, the ability in excellence and power. That means the authority that God has given you. And six, no feigning on your assignment and purpose for your life, ministry, church, business, marriage, relationship, family, and etc. So those are some things that we need to understand that are the benefits of waiting and why God sometimes makes us wait. Hmm, excellent. Mm-hmm. I have to bring this up 
I remember years ago, I wanted so badly to be off at nighttime. I was working on mm-hmm. the ship. Mm-hmm. And I remember it took years and years, and it seemed like every time it was time to shift or be transferred, mm-hmm. something happened where I was always overlooked. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, I was talking to uh, one of my cousins, uh, Meaty, Tanya, and uh, she said, well, maybe someone you need to speak with, or someone that God wants you to deal with, maybe they haven't arrived yet. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, even though there were some things that um, being in place that I needed to be maturing spiritually and everything, but also even the specific job that I have right now, it was actually being developed mm-hmm. for me. And it also, at the end, there was someone specific that God had sent and also our paths to cross. And our path wouldn't have crossed effectively if I had a left before time. So a lot of times in our waiting period, time that waiting, if we realize, if, like you said, if we get God's perspective, mm-hmm. sometimes that waiting is for someone else. Mm-hmm. So that so was a, that was a, a lesson for me, and and mm-hmm. now where I am, I love where I am, mm-hmm. and God has blessed me because I had to wait for that place that God had for me, and Thank I always God. think about the scripture to tell us uh, that God gives gifts and add no sorrow. So mm-hmm. if we know how to wait on God, then we can not only receive the blessing or the benefit, but also the peace of God. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times we don't have the peace of God because we end up, how you said, we end up manufacturing what yes. we want, and we don't mm-hmm. get what God has for us. That's right. That is so true. If you don't mind, for uh, for those who may be on the air or maybe those who will be listening, can you... Uh, End us with a word of prayer, and not only for those who may have a problem with waiting, but just whatever issue that the Lord lay upon your heart to reach those who may be listening. There's there's a lot of people actually that are grieving right now. Mm-hmm. In the process of when I lost my sister, come to find out a classmate of mine, uh, Miss Tracy Tracy Nay, uh, mm-hmm. Tracy Cotton Nay, she lost her mother, and then I found out. Uh, Last week, one of the listeners, uh, she buried her brother, Miss um, Cassandra Parker, uh, buried her brother. And then yesterday, I found out that one of my classmates, um, Roslyn, Roslyn uh, Murray, uh, her husband passed away. So there's a lot of people that they have lost loved ones in the past couple of days. So if you don't mind uh, keeping them up in prayer and holding them up in prayer, too. Sure. I'd love to. Father, as we come this hour, we come with grateful hearts, and we thank you, Father, for this this radio period and uh, uh, this podcast, and that we are able to get your words out to those who are struggling and those who are hurting. And at this time, Father, we want to thank you, Father, for being who you are and what you are to us. And for those who have lost loved ones, Father, first of all, we want to give you thanks. We want to thank you, Father, for allowing them and blessing us to have had them in our lives and to share a laugh, to share a tear, to share a hug, to just hold their hands. And so, Lord, we want to let you know we're grateful, Father, for the blessings that you have given us with the fellowship and the relationship that we each and every individual have with their particular loved one. And so, Lord, we ask at this hour that you mend their broken hearts. We know, Father, that this pain won't go away immediately. We know that this pain sometimes lasts over a period of years. But we know, Father, that you are true to your word, that you will come and comfort them. And so, Lord, we pray at this hour that each and every day that you help them as time go passes, that you continue to mend their broken hearts because you're the only one that can mend their broken heart and feel the void that they are now feeling and experiencing and the loss and uh, the confusion, Father, and wondering how do they move forward in their life without these loved ones. 
And so, Lord, I ask you to guide them and lead them as they move forward into the future without their loved ones. And, Lord, for others who, Father, who are struggling with various things, you know what it is that they are going through. And I pray at this hour, Father, that they would give it to you. Roll their cares upon you because you care for them. And you're going to bring whatever it is that they are dealing with, you will bring it to pass. Not only that, Father, but you would also give them a way to escape. And so, Lord, we pray at this hour, Father, that we learn not to hold on to the things that you ask us to give to you that only you can fix. We have to understand, Father, there is nothing we can fix. Because if that was so, then your son Jesus would not need to have come. So that being truth and that being fact, we pray that you help each and every one of us as individuals, as believers in Jesus Christ, that we learn to turn our burdens and our sorrows and our disappointments and rejection over to you, no matter what the circumstances or difficulties in life. Father, we know that you care and you love effectively for us. And so, Lord, you the only one that can solve the problem. It's good to have someone to listen to because that's what you want us to do to develop relationship and fellowship. But no individual can solve problems that man deals with. You're the only one who are the solution. And I pray that we accept and realize that you're the one that is the solution. And so, Lord, when we have tried to do these things on our own, we have come to you last. We ask you to forgive us, make us whole, help us to see it from your perspective. And we thank you, Father, for hearing and answering this prayer and forgiving each and every individual who is in need tonight what they need according to your promises and your word. In Jesus' name, we ask you this and we thank you. Amen. 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 I thank you for coming on the air, Brother Landy. I thank God for allowing Brother Landy to be on the air with us. And for those who want to communicate or ask more questions, feel free to inbox me. I'm on Facebook. Um, first, for those who have more information, like I said, I'm on Facebook, or you can um, email me at www.ashleybrotherprater at gmail.com. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in, who listened, and who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, uh, feel free to contact me. I'm Brother Prater. I'm Brother Prater on Facebook. You can read my daily devotions and uh, videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotion, the upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website, or you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood, which I will be receiving some more this week. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and responsibilities to their families, their children, their spouse, and their, or their children's mother, to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present children. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in to this show. Once again, thank God for Brother Landolph Washington coming and visiting us. And like I said, for those who want to come in and visit with us at church, we are True Believers, Tabernacle Church, 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Thank you each and every one who are tuning in. God bless you and good night. Thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast.